We have a lot of respect for people who practice different religions, and our purpose with this podcast is to simply identify and deconstruct problematic evangelical ideologies. Oh, hi there. I'm Candice. I was just working on situating my lived experience into a salient critique of ideology. Let's see if this thing works. Whoa, whoa, whoa! It seems like it needs a little more work. But that's the exciting part, because you never know what you'll discover along the way. But don't take my word for it. Why don't you come along for today's adventure in ideology? Welcome to Adventures in Ideology. Uh, excuse me. I thought we weren't uh, announcing the podcast name. I thought we were just saying welcome to today's episode. Well, due to listener feedback, it seems it's popular to announce the name at the beginning of the show, even if you've already announced it in the previous <laughs> introduction. Like five seconds ago, yeah. Um, and we are nothing if not a podcast that panders to its listeners. I mean, that's true. We love our listeners. Actually, we do. We really love our listeners. If you're new to the show, this is a show where we listen to and discuss the radio drama Adventures in Odyssey, created by Focus on the Family. This started airing, um, Adventures in Odyssey started airing in 1986, and it's still running today. Um, And if you were raised evangelical, you're probably familiar with it. And if you are not, this will be a wild ride for you. Adventures in Odyssey was created with the express purpose of indoctrinating children and reinforcing Christian values and teaching inside people's homes. And it was and is highly effective. Um, We listened to it and loved the show growing up. And now we're listening to it with a more discerning ear to identify and deconstruct the problematic ideas that are being seeded into children's minds. We also examine how these ideas have played out in our own lives. And we're excited that you're here. So thanks for joining us. Yeah, welcome. The Adventures in Odyssey episode we'll be talking about today is called The Tangled Web. It first aired February 6, 1988. In a story written by Wit, Connie learns about the consequences of telling little white lies and how they affect those we love. I mean, that's a really... I already have problems with this episode. What I thought was kind of fun... Yeah. uh, I mean, we'll get to it. The Oh boy, will we. <laughs> Just wait until you find out what the lie is, you guys. Oh, it's so scandalous. You it, don't even know. It's not, I mean, they hype it up a lot and you will not see it coming, even no. expecting it with all of the hype. We'll start with the EXO plot at the beginning. Kay. Chris starts out saying, one of the biggest problems with telling a lie is that sooner or later it backfires on you. And then it's two ladies... Having a very catty discussion about like yeah. giving bags of clothes to people and someone having an ugly hat that that was that passed one along the, yeah, yeah from one of them it's one just, passed yeah. on to the other who then passed on to this other woman who is wearing it and they're all like they're both like it's so ugly and they're just really catty again like this is what women are right we're just yeah. also if you hated the hat they they talk about how they told the person that they passed it on to that it was their favorite hat and they really didn't want to get they didn't want to part with it yeah like why yeah if you hate it just get rid of it yeah 
It didn't make any sense to me. Why pass it on to someone else? Um, and, so, oh, yeah. And why lie that it's your favorite hat? Like, what are you... That's what are I mean. Are you so ashamed about the hat that you have to, like, say that you love it or something? I don't understand. I didn't understand that whole thing. If it's really hideous and you say it's your favorite hat to try and get someone else to wear it... If they have eyes and they can see that it's really <laughs> hideous, then doesn't it like undermine your credibility as someone with fashion sense? Yeah, exactly. It, only... it just makes you look bad. Yeah. I, anyway, I didn't understand it. Yeah. Bit, bitches be crazy, right? I guess. Um, church women. Because it was like, yeah, it was at, like a at a church, church event too. Yeah. Church women. I mean, crazy. that is one thing I miss about going to church is getting bags of clothing from people that is true <laughs> i get some from work sometimes which is great oh that's nice yeah so then chris says even a little white lie can get completely out of hand on today's adventures in odyssey we're going to hear a way out story about a guy named jeremy who told a little fib but it ballooned up into a great big problem and then there's a lot more talk about how lying makes things so bad and someone always gets hurt. And then the Bible story for the episode is a story about how a- Abraham and Sarai go to Egypt and they lie and say that she's his sister when she's his wife. Um, yep. And the Pharaoh and takes her for his wife and God and then, is not pleased. Yeah. And then he finds out and then he kicks them out of Egypt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then she also says again, we're going to hear a crazy story and learn there is no such thing as a little fib. It just like the hype, the level of hype for this episode. Also, is there no such thing as a little fib? (laughs) Yeah. We'll find out. Um, She also says uh, somewhere in there, she says, the older you get, the more freedom you want. Like as if freedom is inherently a bad thing. Like. As a kid, you're fine, but then as you want more freedom, then you have to lie to get it or something. And it's like this – I can't remember exactly the yeah. same. It, it, it came across as like freedom is contrary to our belief system. That's really interesting because I did notice that, but I was like, yeah, of course you want more freedom as you're getting older. Right. And then I You didn't... should have more freedom as you're getting older. <laughs> But you're right. It was the tone of it was like a little bit like you want it, but it's bad for you. Yeah. 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 You don't know. You don't know what you want. Yeah. You're still a child. Know. Enter wit's end. Connie's on the phone with her friend, Debbie. They're planning to go to a concert. We find out that Connie's mom wouldn't want her to go if she knew about it. At one point, she says... My mom is the least of my worries. Right now, I need to find out how I can get time off this afternoon so we can actually do this. So then Wit approaches. Um, he brings a pile of stories. He's like, look, I just came across some of these old stories that I wrote. I want, um, let's categorize them and put them on the shelves. They're not worth publishing, but the kids might want to read them if for no other reason than to show them how not to write a story. <laughs> And after listening to the story, I agree. It's a terrible story. It is a terrible story. It's It's almost as bad as the dog, the boy and the dog on the leash and the dog dying. Yeah. I mean, assuming, I'm assuming these ones were at least edited, whereas that was just a nice off the cuff. 
<laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. I, yeah, I love how he's just like, even if it's just for to not, how not to write a story, like, like a humble brag, like, look at all of this, these stories that I've written. But if anyone, it's like, a, it's like, if anyone has anything negative to say about them, don't worry. I already know it. Yes, totally. Yeah. I got out in like, front of that one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's so Whew. insecure. He had it's, to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, still like somehow making himself look good. That, that's like, there was this guy who I went to college with who would always, he would ask me out all the time. And oh, yeah. then when I said no, he'd be like, just kidding. <laughs> oh, that's so, that's so cringy. I know, it was so cringy. So Connie asks Wit if she can leave early and he starts right. inquiring like, oh, why do you want to leave early? You have plans? And she's like, oh, I'm going to spend the night at my friend Debbie's house. And he's like, well, if you're going to spend the night, why do you need time in the afternoon? And he like, first of all, it's a, so nosy. So nosy. And Connie's like, we just have some things we want to do. And he's like, things, huh? You know, super skeptical. I yeah. suppose it'll be all right as long as we get this cataloging done. And then he. Also, yeah. Also, just the Connie, again, is giving the right response every time. Yeah, I didn't. By evading the question. <laughs> yeah. I am asking for time off and that you are my employer and that is really as far as this needs to go. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm asking for time off. You can give me time off or not. That's. The interesting thing about this, though, is it, I think these kind of relationships that I see in this, in Adventures in Odyssey, is the reason that I have these kinds of relationships with men in the church. Like, when I worked at the church, I just was, like, very open about everything all the time. You know, I mean, not everything, but... When you, you know, moved in with your boyfriend? Yeah, I didn't talk about that. I uh, thankfully wasn't at the church when that happened. Uh, but, when you know, like, asking for an afternoon off or asking for a change in schedule or whatever, I always was, like because of this and this and this and I gave like concrete reasons and I always was very forthcoming with any information and I wonder if it was because of stuff like this did you feel obligated to share it you're like I have to justify totally why I need this why I yeah yeah and probably also because of our upbringing like because of the way our dad is who's like can't just say no is like has to explain all of the surrounding circumstances. That's true. And all of the problems with everything. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm just phoning because I won't be able to make it to coffee because <laughs> right. blah, 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 you yeah. know? This other thing came up and then this came up and then this happened and then... Yeah. Yeah. A 20-minute conversation of why. Yeah. Anyway, so this wouldn't have been a weird conversation for me, like him asking those questions. Right. Had I listened to this a few years ago. Yeah, that's interesting. So, anyway. I feel I felt like it was inappropriate. Totally. I mean, I did too. I was too. like, why is he digging into, the, why, into this? Why is it any of his business? Um, and Connie is super impressed because there's like at least 50 stories. And we find out Wit wrote stories kind of as therapy to process his stuff when his wife died just casually going through this pile of stories and he's like "Ooh, look at this the tangled web this is a pretty cute one a little far out but pretty cute and connie's like he's so cute i thought he said cute what did you say no i didn't i what i'm did just thinking think? how is it a cute story once we hear what the story is i don't see 
any way that it's a cute story. That's what I thought he said. It could have been. It probably was. I just, I'm just thinking about it now. And maybe whoever wrote this episode just wrote it badly. You are noticing the poor writing because I'm not as good of a voice actor as the guy who <laughs> oh, plays Mr. Whitaker. Yeah. He maybe, delivers yeah. his lines so well. That you just don't even notice. Sorry, carry on. So Connie's like, what's it about? And he's like, well, why don't you take a look at it? And Connie's like, well, we really ought to get this done because she wants to leave. And he's like, I'll keep track of the time. Go ahead. So Connie starts reading the story. It starts out, some people have to learn things the hard way. Um, And we find out the story is about a boy named Jeremy Forsyth. It opens with him trying to leave for school without breakfast and his mom makes him eat oatmeal and there is some yeah and his parents aren't eating oatmeal like apparently they only make oatmeal for their child and they don't eat oatmeal because the dad says they've eaten their allotment of oatmeal for life which you know as a parent the way you get your kids to eat things is by modeling eating things so no wonder he doesn't want to eat oatmeal if that's the general attitude toward oatmeal in their house Sorry, I'm getting a little derailed. We really like oatmeal in my house. <laughs> I'm well, yeah. slightly offended that everyone in this household doesn't like oatmeal. And if they all don't like oatmeal, then just don't make oatmeal. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? what? I, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have no words. The, and the mom is like the bad guy because she makes everyone, well, she makes him eat oatmeal. Right. <laughs> Jeremy is begrudgingly eating his oatmeal and... His mom asks his dad to stop and pick up flour, but he can't because he has a meeting. So she then tells Jeremy that he's going to have to pick up flour after school. And Jeremy doesn't want to because he wants to go to wit's end instead of getting flour. Oh, so then after school, he's heading to go get flour and everyone else is going to wit's end. And his friend stops and tells him that Mr. Whitaker is giving out free ice cream. And there's a new display about how movie cameras work. And Jeremy's like, the movie camera, that's the one I've been waiting for. It wouldn't hurt if I went for a little while. And then during the time when he's at wit's end, he somehow loses the money and he can't get the flour. So, which he finds that he goes to the grocery store and then he doesn't have the money. Then he has to go home without the flour. It worked its way out of his pocket somewhere in the meantime. Yeah. Which is, you know, like it, it could have happened at any point throughout the day. It's not. Yeah. Also, I'm not sure why it was such a big deal that he couldn't just like swing by Wit's End and then go get the flower afterwards. I don't, maybe the whole town is bigger than we think it is. It, they make it sound like it's really small. He goes home without the flower because he lost the money. And his mom is like, where's the flower? And he's like, oh, I didn't get the flower because I lost the money. And she's like, oh, where'd you lose the money? And he's worried that if he tells her where he lost the money, he'd be restricted and never get to go back to wit's end. So he tells her that someone took it and uh, that a teenager took it. And his mom is so relieved that he's all right. But it it became a story about how he got like mugged by a teenager for the $3 to buy some flour. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So his mom calls his dad to tell him about it. And then the dad calls his teacher she calls the head of the school board. He calls the owner of the market. The owner of the market calls the police. The police put out an all points bulletin and then come to interview him. Because <laughs> this is how things happen. Also, um, I thought it was really interesting, the gendering of all of those. 
the teacher is the only woman. Woman. Everyone the head of the school man. board is a man. The owner of the market is a man. Interesting. Yeah. I'm like, the head of the school board could have been a woman, but no. It, yeah. Like. Um, meanwhile, while they're waiting, while they're waiting for the police to come and interview him, their nosy neighbor, Harry Snoopnagel, comes over. Who's He's been listening to the police radio. And has like a really super dumb interaction with the dad that's supposed to be funny. Yeah. Yeah. The dad could have been the one that did it. Yeah. Right. Like was kind of the direction he was going. (laughs) It was just super dumb. It was really dumb. Yeah. Um, But we find out from him because he was listening to the police scanner that the mayor is planning to give Jeremy a citation. Right. Which is like an award, I guess. Right. Um, his mother is thrilled. Jeremy is less than enthusiastic and is super nervous about it. Um, so it's the next day he gets up on stage to accept the award. And he's like, thank you for this wonderful award. Shakes hands with the mayors, the mayor and takes a citation and sits down. And then at this point, Connie inserts herself in and she's like, she's really upset. She's like, what? That's that can't be all that happens. That's crazy, yeah. He doesn't get in trouble or anything. Um, and Wit's and like, "We'll Wit just says, finish the story." Yeah. And then the story finishes. Basically, life goes on. Everyone forgets about it, except Jeremy, who remembers about it all for the rest of his life. The end. Yeah. Did I miss anything? Nope. That's good. You covered everything. So then Connie's <laughs> like, "Is that it? You mean he got away with it?" And Wit's like, "Well, I don't think so. Depends on how you look at it." And Connie's like, but according to the story, nobody caught on to him. And since he didn't say anything either, everyone thought he was a hero. And Wit's like, on the surface of things, it does seem like he got away with it, doesn't it? But did he really? Read the last sentence again. He remembered it all for the rest of his life. What did he remember? The ceremony and the citation. Is that it? Do you like my voices? (laughs) I do, yeah. They're pretty far from the real thing, but... You're doing so good. I almost <laughs> felt like I was re-listening to it. <laughs> I guess he also remembered how he got the ceremony and the citation. That's right. See? Memories are funny that way. Once you have one, it usually triggers another and another and another. In Jeremy's case, the one happy memory, getting the citation, also brought with it a whole bunch of very bad memories. How he never corrected the lie and had to live with it the rest of his life. See? That's the way a lie works. It sticks in your mind and it eats at you and eats at you and eats at you until it's just about all you can think of. Then one of two things has to happen. Either you make it right or you spend the rest of your life always afraid that somebody's going to find out what you did. (laughs) This this (laughs) just is crazy to me. Because honestly... When I think about it, I think of when adults tell stories of when they're kids, you know, and they did stupid stuff. And I think as an adult, honestly, he would be like, oh, yeah, there was one time that I was a kid that I got a citation for lying and saying that someone bullied me. Ha ha ha. Like completely. Or nobody cares. Also, the other thing, um, the way your memories work is he could also just erase that memory like he could (laughs) eventually just end up believing the lie that he told that happens to people all the time it's true yeah but and 
Do you think he thought about this obsessively for the rest of his life? No. Hell no. (laughs) I don't think anyone's conscience is that sensitive. But I think what what they're trying to do is scare you into having a conscience that sensitive. Yeah, totally. Right? It's a scare tactic. Guilt and shame will lead you forward. Um, So then Connie is like, why are you telling me all this? And Wit's like, why do you think? And Connie's like, it's a concert, isn't it? How do you know these things? Wait, wait, so we find out. Oh. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. Okay. I just wanted to say like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we find out now that the whole reason that Wit went and got out all these stories is because he knew really that yeah. Yeah. there was this one story that he wanted to show Connie so that he could guilt her into feeling bad about lying to her mom about the concert. Yeah. And but the way he set it all up was like, oh look, so casual. Oh, this a tang- a tangled web. Oh, this is a cute one. Maybe you should read this. Like it's yeah. so the whole thing is so manipulative. Yeah, it's so manipulative. It's sneaky and underhanded. Yeah, it's it's gross. <laughs> um, do you want to do Okay, so uh, Connie's like do- why you are you Connie, telling me all it. this? What do you think? <laughs> it's the concert, isn't it? How do you know these things? It wasn't that hard to figure out. You've been talking about that group for the past month. Saw they were here and figured you'd want to go. Not sure why you'd hide it. Unless your mom doesn't know you're going tonight. Am I right? Yeah. And she wouldn't want you to go if she knew? Got that right. So you're just going to go and not tell her? So what if I am? You think the mayor's going to end up giving me a citation for it? That I thought was the best line of the whole totally. I mean, episode. Again, she's so every time she's like sassy. right on. I know. Yeah. And um, Wit laughs. I'm just trying to get you to see that a lie is a lie, even if the person you lied to never finds out about it. Uh, that's the whole point, Wit. Yeah. Thanks for <laughs> joining up to the party. Like, what? Also, um, after we finish this little back and forth dialogue, I want to talk about lies that I got away with, even though people found out about them and uh, that I don't same. feel bad about. <laughs> okay, deal. Okay. okay. Uh, and that lie is just as damaging because you will always know about it. If I do go to the concert, are you going to tell my mom? Ugh, this part? Okay. Oh my goodness, this made nope. me so mad. It made me so mad too. Okay, okay so Wit says, Nope, you have to start making your own decisions and living with the consequences without any outside interference. What is he doing right now, if not outside I- interference? Literally. Like... What is it? his whole purpose is outside interfering with yeah. Connie's life? Yeah. You think I should call my mom, don't you? I'm not going to tell you what to do one way or the other, Connie. But he already told her. <laughs> I know. Like he completely is telling her what to do. Like I mean, obvious- I guess yeah. I think within the church environment is this considered gentle guidance? I guess so. But it it feels a lot like emotional blackmail. Yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna emotionally blackmail you into getting your conscience to say something or to, you know, to yeah. feel, make you feel guilty, and then you're gonna do the right thing. Yeah, following your conscience, but know that Honestly, I'm here judging you if you do the wrong thing. <laughs> yep, 
<laughs> Honestly, I'm just having like flashbacks to Bible college of conversations with men that did the same thing to me. You have to choose. Either way, you have the afternoon off. See you tomorrow. And then there's a tense moment of decision where Connie is deciding what to do. And then she picks up the phone and she calls her mom. And the the end. end. And then it comes up with Chris. I'm glad Connie made the right decision, aren't you? <laughs> like, yeah. there's so much. What? The right decision. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but that's the right decision. Yeah. She says, I think she'll feel really good about it later on. Will she Will she look back at that moment for the rest of her life and identify that as her defining moment? I'm so glad I didn't lie to my mom in this one instance. Or will she be like, man, I wish I'd gone to see that concert with my friend. Yeah. Well, and we don't know if her mom will let her go or not. It's irrelevant. Yeah, it seems irrelevant true. to the like messaging. <laughs> right. And that's also what happens to us when we do the right thing. See, God knows that a lie always hurts someone because lies always hurt him. So when we don't lie, God helps us to feel good about our decision because he feels good about it too. And then she wraps up the story of Abram and Sarai. Right. Um, I just thought that was interesting, though. Assuming that that is true, mm-hmm. God knows that a lie always hurts someone because a lie always hurts him. I thought we could maybe talk about lies evangelicals tell that make God sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Where do we begin? Oh, but before we do that, let's talk about sometimes we lied that we don't regret. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to go first? Uh, sure. I'll share one. I have two stories. One that I'm not sure I want on the podcast. Well, it has to be. But. No, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be. Whatever you decide. Um, I just, in high school, uh, my friend Brooklyn was turning 18. And so she had a bunch of people out to her house. She lived out in the country. And um, to drink and celebrate. And many of us, including myself, were underage. And I think I told my parents, our parents, <laughs> just mine, I don't know, that I was ha- hanging out with friends or something. I mean, they didn't really inquire deeply, but I didn't, I failed to mention that there was going to be drinking, etc. And then like a co-ed sleepover. Although I don't think I stayed for the sleepover. I think her mom drove me home. Or drove did me you somewhere. drink? Yeah. What did you drink as um, an underage teenager? There were, I didn't drink much. I I mostly watched other people drink. I wasn't very comfortable drinking at that age. Um, That's not a bad I thing. I was really new at it. Yeah. So I mostly watched other people drink, but there was like, I don't know, like a vodka fruit bowl. It was just like a bunch of fruit with like a bunch of vodka and that people were just like pouring drinks. And then there was beer going around. And I just remember one of my friends vomited and then fell in it. Oh, and then laughed yeah. about it. Oh. And then another one of my friends got really vulnerable with me about how I had hurt her in our friendship. And we talked about that. How did you respond to that? I tried to just listen. I don't I, I don't know if she even remembers it. Like, I'm not sure how drunk she was. Right. But I tried to just try to be a better friend after that. What did you, and I are still friends. What did you do that... Um, well, because I had gotten, I'd started running around with a different crowd, um, the homeschoolers and, (laughs) oh no, I know. And I had 
kind of been neglecting my school friends Oh. And her. She felt very neglected. And she I didn't realize you. it. She missed me. And I didn't realize it. I kind of grew up with this feeling, just general feeling of like, I'm a lift out. Nobody really notices if I'm around or not. If I'm not around, no one cares. And so when she, when we had that conversation, I realized, oh, she actually cares if I'm around or not. And so then I tried to be around more because I didn't want her, because I didn't realize that I had hurt her by me being distant. That's so interesting. Yeah. So that's the one time. I don't know. I feel like I probably lied about more. How did you get home? Uh, Brooklyn's mom drove me. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. She was the DD. So anyone who was driving, anyone who needed a ride home, she drove Wait, them. Wait, so then... she was the mom hosting the party? Yep. And she knew that all the kids there were underage drinking? Yep. And she was fine with it. I wonder she what kind of mom than... I'm going to be. I know, because I, I, like, I understand that, and I kind of yeah. like feel that like if you're going to... Do it, do it at home. Do it somewhere safe. Yeah. Right? I have mixed feelings about it. I know, yeah. So, I mean, so she was fine with it. A bunch but, of people just stayed overnight. Like, they had, they had yes. plenty of extra room and floor space, so a bunch of people just crashed on the floor. Totally, yeah. Right. And so it was good. Like, she was being careful about, like... Making sure people weren't drinking and driving, which was good. Yes. Yeah. I don't know about like as far as like if she was keeping a track of how much people were drinking. Though that's my like thing. But right? also if someone got alcohol poisoning there, right? that's you have a better, you know, it's still better than like out in a bush somewhere. Totally. Surrounded by a bunch of other drunk people, you know, like in high school, I, I mean, it, it, I guess a lie by omission to mom about when sex ed was happening in my health class <laughs> because she was going to take me she was going to make me go and sit in the library oh man and not learn about yeah sex but not that I like wanted to learn about sex that bad but I just didn't want to be that weird kid that had to go I sit totally in the library we had one of those in our class and we were all very not nice to her <laughs> yeah like I was already I was so insecure in high school and totally. My only goal was to be invisible, and yeah. that seemed very visible. Like, totally, <laughs> you're yeah. gonna make me sit in the library and learn about abstinence. <laughs> yeah. So I just didn't oh, that's tell interesting. her. Yeah, I didn't tell her that it was happening. And then we were driving to school on the last day of sex ed in health class, and. She was like, oh, when is that sex ed thing that I need to have that form in for? And I was like, oh, today's the last day. (laughs) (laughs) She later told me in her mind, she was like, well played, Candace. Beautifully executed, beautifully executed. Um, Did she ever say anything else to you about it? Or how did she react when you said today's the last day? She was kind of shocked. Like, yeah. She was like, you were supposed to. And I just was, I just didn't. I don't remember how I reacted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Also, a lot of times I'll just tell people what they want to hear if I want to avoid a conflict. Oh, me too. That's lying. You know, I feel like as a woman, sometimes that's just self-preservation. Yeah. Like, what kind of situation am I in right now? What do I need to tell people to stay safe right now? Yeah. Although, I mean, I do agree. I think it is. It is good practice to teach kids not to lie. Right. But I also think, like, 
if your kids are lying why well, what's going yeah on? like is yeah. it because because when i'm thinking about why i lied really yeah because telling the truth felt unsafe yeah exactly it's a safety issue well and okay here's an interesting thing that's kind of outside of what we are discussing but i listen so i listened to this episode with kai oh um because he's ne- so he's never listened to adventures and odyssey before he didn't know what it was wasn't he raised evangelical he was raised yeah and he had no idea what it was oh. so yeah so we listened to our first episode together today and at the end he was like so you're telling people like you're telling kids to never lie what if their family's in danger and the only way they can save them is by lying like what if something happened like and he was just like bothered by it which is the correct reaction yeah but it was just funny because I hadn't even really thought about like when lying is actually the right thing to do in like a safety situation as a woman it's all the time. I know. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Literally all constantly. the time. Right? You can't. You, also, you can't, okay, yeah. I feel like in the church environment, the only way to be there is to lie. How's everything yeah. going? Everything's great. Yeah, it's you true. You know? Yeah. Like, it, well, it's created yeah. an environment where you can't be real. Honest. You can't be honest. Vulnerable. Yeah. No, because, because like then that's saying, like fodder for gossip. Like, exactly. oh, did you hear about so-and-so? Her husband <laughs> is leaving her or like, yeah. you know, she's having problems with her child. Like, yeah. aren't you glad we don't have problems with our child? Yeah, well, yeah. your child is lying to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and it's because of, like you said, it's a safety issue. Church isn't a safe place, to be no. honest and open and vulnerable. Yeah, totally not. It's so, so people aren't. I still can't get over, though, the elaborate plan to manipulate her into telling her mother. Yeah. That seems like a lie to me, doesn't it? Like, that seems right? dishonest. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. But it's okay, because Wit said it. Is manipulation the same as lying? I don't know. I mean, kind of like lying by omission. Yeah. Like, it's like, it, it's like, it's like he different... created um, a spider's web. Tang- yeah. Speaking of tangled webs. <laughs> <laughs> this is a web that he tangled the Connie oh, up into. <laughs> this, uh, that title is so much more accurate than you think it is. Yeah. <laughs> In this instance, like, wet, yeah. uh, wit is the blood-sucking spider. And he's just, like, laid this trap yeah. for Connie. <laughs> Ha! Man. <laughs> um, oh, I was going to say something. I can't remember what now. Oh, also, the lie that... What's his name? Jim... Not Jimmy. Jeremy? Jeremy said. Like, literally, he could have just said it fell out of his pocket on the way to the store, and he didn't realize it until he got there, and by the time he turned around, like, it was gone. Yeah, right. He could have fallen out someone of his else would have anywhere. Exactly. Like he could have made it an actual little white lie instead of something that could. I have got been. mugged I mean, for four dollars. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> like I, I just, 
this whole thing, he, obviously he's not a good liar. No. Because with a, with, when you lie, you tell, when you want to lie convincingly, you give him <laughs> enough of the truth. This is, wait. okay. <laughs> this is, wait, everybody, mm-hmm. this is your lesson on how to lie <laughs> from Karis. Tell us. Tell us okay. how do you lie from okay from everything I have ever watched on TV. You lie. You always have like an element of truth in your lie. Isn't that like biblical about Satan? Is there something yes. in the Bible about Satan? I think there is. <laughs> he like lies to you by giving you some truth. Oh man, that's funny. <laughs> but also like the most convincing lies. I'm I mean, sure I've like read a thing about this. Can I just say, yes, this is one of the reasons I gravitate towards Gnosticism, which Mm -hmm. is like kind of the idea that in Christianity, God is actually the devil. (laughs) Yeah. Because. Secret knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's this secret knowledge. And yeah. Yeah. Um, Because of stuff like this, like the, the church is just like so full of lies. Yeah. And if it's, you know, who is, who's the king of the church? Who's the king of the lies? Yeah. Anyway, there's a lot more to that, but I can't think of, of thing, all of my thoughts about that right now. Um, anyway, Karis is going to tell us how to lie like Satan. <laughs> here's, the, here's the thing. Don't give too many details. And don't give too few details and always include an element of truth. Yeah. Like, so if I was him. Yeah. I would have said, oh, I l- it fell out of my pocket. And then if she was, like, concerned about the amount of time, you say, I was retracing my steps trying to find the trying money. To find it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. And then shut up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't try to justify it. Don't try to over-explain it. That's where you get caught. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, that, and then and then it wouldn't have blown up into this whole big thing where he gets this like award from the also <laughs> what I think that's why he called the story cute and far right. out yeah yes well I appre- like I appreciate that he's like trying to qualify it so that if people hate it he can be like well I warned you yeah like for context our house got broken into and I came home ah. in the middle of the break-in. Uh, I, there was no one in the house when I came in because it takes like, as anyone who has small children knows, it takes an hour to get from your vehicle to your door, your front door, when you're taking children out of your van. <laughs> <laughs> so they saw me coming oh, and left. Man. I didn't get a citation. And nope. that was more than flower money. You also had to wait like... 12 Forever. hours yeah. yeah for for someone to show up yeah also did you think it was funny that he wrote about wit's end in his story yeah like the self-insertion yeah. totally oh man also okay again i listened to this with kai and so there's the part where they talk about the cops who are like out and then, you know, eventually after, like, at the end, life goes on. Eventually the cops stop looking for this person that they're never going to find anyway. Blah, blah, blah. So I asked Kai about that. Because I was like, well, first of all, would the cops even come to something like this? And he said, he said, if, for, for him, if 
you get called, you have to go. But so, and they got called, so they had to go. But he's like, there's no way they'd be like out still searching for this. Per- like, like they have, they have other things to do. Except not an odyssey, which is a utopia, right. a crime-free utopia. Right, right. Yeah. They of have indeterminate size. Yeah. So <laughs> that, that was like weird, like ridiculous to me too like eventually they stop looking for this person like they would have stopped looking probably as soon as they never looked they, for yeah, this like, person they stopped they would have popped in chatted with the kid said this probably is going nowhere and then left <laughs> anyway i thought that was interesting yeah but yeah so yeah. Uh, apparently when we tell a lie it always hurts god so you right. and me you know yeah i mean done our that's share fair. Of hurting God, but I think the church as an organization hmm. has tells a lot of lies that hurt God every every day. Um, some examples I came up with: victims need to forgive abusers, but abusers need no consequences. Oh, that makes me so angry every single time. I cannot believe how common this is. Mm-hmm. Like once I started actually like looking seeing this mm-hmm. like every week there's a news article mm-hmm. about pastors that have mm-hmm. abused someone in the congregation or are like serial abusers yeah male men in leadership abusing their power and yeah and abusing women and children in yeah and then the church and the getting victims away are blamed it, essentially yeah yep Image is more important than substance. Mm-hmm. It's all about looking good. Yeah. It's that smoke machine, man. Yeah. Put on your Sunday best. Flashing lights. Yeah. I mean, isn't that true? God would want us to be here okay. in our bests. When I was a part of IVCF, mm-hmm. we had our uh, professor that attended like that one, right. that very large church. Right. <laughs> and... He told me that he didn't like it when this one worship leader led worship because he wore jeans on the stage. And that was like really offensive to him. Wow. Yeah. We had this whole conversation because he was like, yeah. you know, you're in the throne room. You should dress up if you're going to see God. And I'm like, well, aren't you seeing God literally every moment of every day? So yeah. should you the be dressed point- up every moment of every day? Like, yeah. I don't get well, it. The, the only reason you dress like, up to go for go to church is to look good for other people. Exactly. God sees you when you're taking a shit, man. Also, of uh, I mean that's true. He does. Uh huh. Um, also, of any like worship leaders or Christian men in leadership that we know, that worship leader that wore jeans while worship leading I loved is him probably one of the greatest people we know like I know genuine like, I know and honest and open and yeah yeah I was really I was really offended by that yeah that's awful lies the church tells people women are worth less than men Ooh, children not are not true. people yeah Children are born evil. Ooh, yeah, we talked about that one. Um, so I was listening to a different podcast today, and 
not not to our own podcast i don't just like i i only have our own podcast playing on repeat, on repeat. our seven episodes on repeat yeah. all the time um same <laughs> narcissist much yeah. and this guy was talking about how he was a pk and he this idea just fucked him up like children are born evil this idea that he no matter how good yeah. he was or how much he tried he was evil yeah. and he just started he like kind of spiraled into self-loathing and like self-flagellation wow. yeah. which like of course yeah. what like what an what an evil thing to tell children yeah that's yeah. crazy yeah yeah talk about traumatic lgbtqia people are sinning for being the way they are yep for existing basically yep and they're gonna go to hell yeah um did you have any more um oh i was just gonna say this isn't like an outright lie but like again like is manipulation a lie but but like the uh worship you know when you're at some event and they do worship with like the soulful music and the <gasps> low lights and like manipulate people into having experiences with god i actually or whatever that is one of my biggest triggers when i go into a church is the music totally. that because i feel like it's they're trying to manipulate me totally yeah and that's like i'm incredibly inauthentic but then everyone is like oh it's just so powerful don't you feel god yeah and i'm like no i feel an atmosphere that they're trying to create to yeah. you know that f- makes me feel uncomfortable because it seems insincere <laughs> yeah totally oh uh the reason okay i don't know if this fits either but this is another one i thought of that the reason that young people are leaving the church is because of the secular world no, young yeah. people are leaving the church because of the church. Actually, the number of people that I know that have left the church in the last five years. Yeah. Like, I cannot believe how much, like, Donald Trump being elected oh, man. impacted the people our age, well, my yeah. age. <laughs> That I knew that we're attending church. Yeah. And and how big of a rift it caused in a lot of their families. Yeah. Because they just could no longer, they could not reconcile the the faith, like the ideas yeah. that they were raised with, with the just blind support that the church gave yeah. to Donald Trump. Yeah. They were like, man, I, this thing is rotten. And they are yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. It was very eye-opening. I did. Okay. I did have one other lie that I thought I was talking about, but I don't know if I want to put it on the podcast. <gasps> oh, Do you remember this? Yeah. Oh. Because we kay. talked about it again a few years ago. Yes. I yeah. think we should talk. I would. I think we should talk about it, but it's your life. So I was yeah. also going to share, like, when I was in grade seven, I don't even know if you remember this, but yeah, I... Me and a friend started sneaking out in the middle of the night. Yeah. Okay. She like brought her ladder from her bunk bed and like put it outside <laughs> my window. That's so smart. And we started just sneaking out. We lived in Karenport. 
So it's yeah. like a tiny Bible college town. And she would come at like 1 a.m. and knock on the window. And then I would get up and we would just literally we just like went out and walked around. We didn't yeah. really do anything. It was super dumb. And I love that. Eventually we got caught because we were at a sleepover and we told oh no another girl about it and then we like went at the sleepover we like all snuck out and just went walking around like it and yeah <laughs> um she felt bad about it and she told her mom right. and right. then her mom told our mom and then i was grounded for like a week or two weeks or something I mean, she told her mom because she knew that otherwise it would eat her alive for the rest of her life. Yeah. And as how, we learned in the story And she hurt today. God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, and then mom talked to my teacher about it. And my teacher was like, oh, yeah, that's not Candace. That's that other girl. <laughs> that's her fault. I was like, um, yeah. I remember even thinking at the time, like, no, we both were a part of this. But yeah. Okay. And then... <laughs> Did you, you were grounded for a week, you said? A week or two weeks. Yeah. yeah. And what did that mean? Just like not going out with friends? Yeah. Like So I just had, was home. Yeah. It was like school and home. And then were you friends with her after? Or were you like oh, yeah. banned from seeing her after? No, I wasn't banned from seeing her after. I was friends with her after. And then a little while later, she, I don't know if she got taken by child services okay or her and her brother they were adopted and they ran away and then i think they maybe got taken i'm not exactly sure she just she was gone one day and our teacher told us she wasn't coming back that she had left whoa that yeah i think they got taken and then we were all really really sad about it yeah and did you ever reconnect with her later no, because like the next time after, because we moved right to Red Deer, and right. then I went back um, and was talking to a friend about her, and she told me that she died, oh. and it that was like that was like I felt like being punched in the stomach because it just totally. came out of nowhere. She was like, "Oh, so you heard Sammy died?" and I was like, "What? No." Wow. So yeah, so I never got to reconnect with her. Oh, that's sad. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was really sad. Yeah. yeah. So, but I did get caught. Right. I didn't get away with it. Um, do I feel bad about it now? I don't really. No. Sometimes I wonder if I just don't have a conscience. Like, I don't feel bad about a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I think like, I do have, I don't, I don't, I don't think you... I don't have a conscience. I do feel there are some things I feel bad about. Yeah. But that was just really it just seems like it was dumb. At one point, right. her her older sister was dating this guy that she didn't like, and she brought eggs one time, and we were like going to go egg his dorm room. <laughs> this is a Bible college campus, but we never ended up doing it. Right. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> that would have been kind of fun. <laughs> no, you were like a much cooler person than me. I don't think I was. As an adolescent, I never did anything. I definitely was not that cool. I hung out with the homeschoolers. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know. That was Any a rough chance crowd. of coolness I had was taken away when I started hanging out with them. <laughs> Do you remember the episode of The Good Place where Cheedy 
Chidi's friend buys those red cowboy boots. Yes. And Chidi tells him that he loves him. He yes. loves them. And, and his he- friend is like, oh, you love them so much. I got you a matching pair. Yes. And Chidi is an ethicist. Right. And he yes. feels so guilty that he lied. Um, that, but he can't tell his friend that he lied because his friend is going in for a surgery and may not live. Right. And so he waits at the hospital <laughs> until like the second he knows his friend is going to be okay. And he goes in and instead of being like, hey, I'm so glad you're okay. He's like, I hate the cowboy boots. I hate them. I lied to you about it. It's <laughs> just like the complete wrong. Yeah, totally. Where lying, nobody, lying in this case is fine. Does it hurt? Nobody cares. Did this lie hurt God? Did yeah, the truth know. hurt his friend? Yes. Right? <laughs> yeah. And also he was so preoccupied worrying about the fact that he lied about something that didn't, didn't matter at all. That he couldn't be present. I totally. And celebrate cons- with like, his friend. Celebrate with his friend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Um, do you want to tell the story about that person we know? That other in story? Bible yes. Yeah. He gave the message. Oh, um, yes. At chapel. Okay. And yeah. then afterwards, the woman, a fellow Bible college student, yeah. came up to him and was like, I just wanted to let you know that you're a real encouragement to me. And I enjoyed that message. <gasps> right. And he was like, oh, you're a real encouragement to me, too. And then afterwards, he was like, I don't know why I said that. She's not like that. I don't think she's a real encouragement. To, to like, and then he felt. I have, and he felt so guilty so that guilty he lied about, about that. Yeah. That the next day he went up to her and was like, You're "I not. lied. You're not an encouragement." <laughs> to me. This is a one hundred percent true story, people. It's completely true. Another example of when. You know, lying, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> when doing the right thing is actually the wrong thing. Yes, that was 100% the wrong thing to do. Yeah. In the situation. Oh, that's you so know what? Awful. It doesn't hurt anyone to tell them that they're an encouragement to you. It even doesn't. Even if it's not 100% sincere. Yeah. Also, um, it hurts them significantly more for you to go back later and say, actually, you're not an encouragement to me. Yeah. Like, just leave it alone. What? (laughs) Oh, man. Any questions that we should have covered? So the questions from the wiki. Discussion questions. Connie believed that half-truths aren't really lies. Why was Connie wrong? (laughs) That's not a... That's not a... Specifically framed question for any type of reason. It's so funny because all of these questions are exactly like that. Yeah. Why is our belief about this correct? (laughs) And any other belief wrong? Yeah. The answer is Jesus. Yeah. Um, Why was Connie wrong? What's the answer they're looking for here? Um, Half-truths are lies. And they stick with you for the rest of your life. Um, Have you ever lied like Jeremy did or like Connie did? We also, we kind of talked about that already. Yeah. Look at us preempting these. That's right. We're so good. 
If so, how did it affect you? It it didn't. I'm fine. I yeah. I'm unfazed. I mean, Why? I felt kind of cool and kind of badass for going to a party. Oh, I never went to a single party with alcohol in high school. I was, I was, again, my goal in high school was to be invisible. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Invisible people don't get invited to parties. But they also get, don't get singled out for having to go to the library for sex ed. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, so we did have one girl in our grade who didn't do it with the rest of us. I went to middle school with her also. We went to a Christian middle school. Uh, in middle school, she informed me that sarcasm was a sin because I said something sarcastic on the bus and like laughed about it. And she looked at me and went, sarcasm is a sin, you know. Uh, so when she was taken out of our class for sex ed, it was just the funniest day of my life. Of course she was. Yeah. Yeah. That poor girl. Yeah, I know. Um, last question. Why does God hate lying so much? I don't know. I don't know either. It's because there's a commandment. Yeah. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Which is the technical, yeah. It's more like don't lie about someone else and say they did something bad when they didn't. Yeah. Which is different than just like generic lying. Like, hey, I like your shirt. (laughs) Which, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nice boots. God hates that. (laughs) (laughs) Don't encourage other people. Um. Well, it's the same as, like, the commandment of, like, don't use the Lord's name in vain, which in my mind is, like, lying about God. Everyone says it's, like, to saying... Me, to me, that's, to, like, at, attributing things to God. Yeah. Like, oh, like, God wanted Donald Trump to be the president. Yeah. Like that. God like, told me we were going to get married. That's taking God's name in vain. Yeah. yeah. I know a lot yeah. of people are, like, just don't say, oh, my God. But I don't think that that's what that is at all. No, I'm with you. I agree. Yeah. Do you it think just... it could be considered lying to like create a group of people with like what their default setting is like going to hell? I guess that's not really lying. Just, you know. Yeah. Right. Like the whole. what I'm trying to get at here. Like, like the whole concept of Calvinism where God has chosen who's going to heaven and who's going to hell and he's created them to go to heaven or to go to hell but you'll never know if you're one of the people yeah um you're just predestined no i'm just trying to get to like the heart of this deceit that's like i created you and you have free will but if you don't choose what i want you to choose you're gonna burn for eternity like i mean i guess the idea of free will in that instance would be a lie yeah yeah it's like a false again like the idea of connie Like the idea that Connie has. Yeah, false freedom. Yeah. Yeah. The idea that Connie has two options. Yeah. But But she doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Because Wit will know. Because also he is, has, I don't know. He knows everything. Well, yeah, because it also ties that back into the beginning where she's, where like, as you get older, you want to have more freedom. Yeah. So like, you're not allowed to have freedom. So it's just this like false sense of it. I think maybe the their point with this episode is like as you're getting older it's okay to want freedom but you have to check in with your parents which you know as a parent i don't disagree with that. no that's fair yeah but if she isn't checking in with her parent why isn't she checking in with her parent yeah and now i really want to hear 
harmful lies the church has told our listeners. Mm, Me too. Or times when you lied and got away with it or had no remorse. So tweet or message us. I Okay, so I was listening to this other podcast and they have a, a phone line. Where you can phone in and leave messages. Oh, I love that. And I was thinking that might be fun for us to set up because I want to hear. I love it when people share their stories with us about this kind of stuff. And yeah, then if too. we had recordings, people could phone in and tell their stories and we could play them on the podcast. Yeah. Which would be awesome. Yeah. Because we want all of you guys to be on the podcast anyway. Really. It's like, it's very egalitarian. I just want to hear everyone's stories. Yeah. About how these kind of teachings impacted your lives. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Because the more we record stuff, the more we hear from people and the more uh, we hear people who've had similar experiences. And I love it every single time. I mean, I don't love it. I don't love that other people have had the same experiences as us, but I... Because that's not okay, but I love that people it's are coming affirming. out and sharing. It is affirming. It's affirming to hear that you're not alone. Yeah. So thank thank you guys for all of the things that you've already been sharing with us. Yeah. And we look forward to hearing even more. So yeah. tweet or message us for now and about yeah. um, either harmful lies the church has told you or times when you lied and got away with it. Uh, no remorse and we will I don't know did we mention at the beginning that this is our last one for we didn't we were supposed to so after this episode we're going to take a break for about a month um, and get ready with the next set next disc set the next next album (laughs) next album thank you yeah um we're going to go through, listen to it, and figure out which episodes we're going to record and get our guests lined up, because next next season, we're going to have some really good guests for you. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so we you won't hear from us for about a month, and then we'll start our next season, and maybe have a Patreon. Yes, we will have a Patreon when we start our next season. And I probably promise. The kind of things that we will want, we'll put on our Patreon are le- like the things that we'll have publicly will be the Adventures in Odyssey, where we talk yeah. about the Adventures in Odyssey episodes, and then we'll probably have more things like the like the Linterview and kind of just talking people's personal stories yeah. on the Patreon. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be juicy stuff. Actually, some of it will probably be juicy because it's behind a paywall, yeah. so it's not like <laughs> public. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can say whatever you want. Not whatever you want, but you know. So if you're looking for stuff to pray for us about in your church group, pay subscribe to for our Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> um, so that you should have bring like all a, the juiciest stuff. We should have a church subscription level that's like very high. We should. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing nothing to stop um, yeah so if you aren't already follow us on twitter and instagram ideology podcast and make sure that you send us those that those tweets or messages and we look forward to hearing from you guys see you in about a month bye bye Thank you.
Yummy, yummy, yummy. In my tummy. It is some baked goods. Aha. That's peanut butter. Um, okay, this is off topic and we may need to cut this out, but that speaking of mm-hmm. libertarian ways, that pastor in Stony Plain mm-hmm. with the church. Have you been is following that in Stony this? Plain? Is that the church? I thought it was in Calgary. Oh Wait. no. It, the the pastor that's been arrested? Yeah. For having because the church they, open. No, it's yeah, in Stony they, Plain. What? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, he's set to go. I put his trial date in my phone. He's set to go to trial wow. in May. Yeah. To, to stand up trial. for the for the faith. Oh man, it makes right? me so or mad. What? Yeah. yeah. Um, if you go to the church's website, they have a whole statement. I think I did yeah, I send it to you. You sent it to me. Oh man, it made me mad. Yeah. It made me so mad. It was just brain like full of garbage. I think this might be a conversation for another day though. Yeah. I hope we can find, hopefully there's an episode in the next season that we can tie this into. Maybe yeah. right around the trial. Ooh, um, that would be kind of fun. So I'm going to press stop. Yeah, me too.